0: Alright guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode I'm going to touch on why you have poor energy. Specifically, when you're in a dieting phase and what you can do to combat that because the reason why we don't want poor energy is because 1. Nobody likes being tired on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Uh, 2. If we've got poor energy and lack of it we're probably not going to perform well and uh, three it will make dieting harder if we are dieting and have poor energy as a result it will be much harder to stick to then it might affect how or your ability to stick to the diet and then get progress from that diet so something quite important and i'm going to discuss why you may have it how to basically tackle it so it is something that can be caused just from being in a calorie deficit so if you are dieting it is because you are in an energy deficit. And what I mean by this is, if you're eating less calories than you're burning, you're consuming less energy than you are burning. So you're, you, you've are you not got enough energy, basically. Because you need to be in an energy deficit, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So it is part of dieting to an extent, saying that if you feel absolutely horrific and it's extreme, there's probably a lot you can do to combat that. And I'm very confident to say, Most individuals probably aren't nailing everything here which can help with it which is okay and which is kind of expected but the the points I'm going to give here will hopefully help. There's also the fact that when you're in a calorie deficit or when you're trying to lose weight you're eating less food as a result of it unless you just do more activity to try and lose weight but most people are conscious of what they eat and try and eat less food so if you're eating less food you're generally going to have fewer micronutrients so fewer vitamins and minerals if you are dieting and as a result you might have some deficiencies present that can cause poor energy as a byproduct of it so that's something to take into consideration and you also may be doing more activity so you're moving more so you're going to be burning more energy you're going to be increasing the requirements placed on your body and just making it do more activity as a whole Is more demanding. It's gonna mean you need, you're burning more energy and just doing more on a daily basis, which will tire you out. And there's also the fact that when some people diet, you may, let's say, have less, less fat or something. Let's say some people think, right, I'll, I'll try and cut out fats because I'm dieting. And they play a process, oh, they have processes in the body, like regulating your hormones. So, If we are just cutting fat out just like that, then we're going to suffer as a result of it. So going on to nutrition, as I said, when you are in a calorie deficit, you've got less energy. Simple as that. So it is expected to an extent. So if you're feeling a wee bit tired at the end of the day, if you're feeling a bit draggy, it is part of it. Saying that, if if it's very, very extreme and you've not lost a lot of weight, then that might be something a bit more important and there might be other things going on. But there's a lot we can do to improve our energy regardless of it being a part of the process when we're dieting. So something to look at, like I said, is your micronutrient intake. So uh, just make sure you're eating foods that are nutritious and trying to choose options that are going to have nutritional value instead of ones that may not. So for example, when you're dieting, instead of just eating rice, which hasn't really got much nutritional value in it, you could try and aim for foods like... Plenty fruit and veg to get your carbohydrates from, eh, uh, yogurt. Oh, I know, I know you don't get carbohydrates from it really, or you don't get a lot, but we're just talking about nutritious foods you could eat. Yogurts, eh, uh, and also things like some meats as well. Eggs, you could have, a uh, like lean cuts of, like red meat, that's got tons of nutrients in it. And, uh, yeah, all sorts of things like that. Because again, if we're getting more micronutrients in, especially when we're dieting, we're less likely to have deficiencies, which will mean we'll be less likely to have a lack of energy as a result of it. So that's something to bear in mind. And it, this doesn't just stand for when you're dieting. If you're bulking the now, or in a calorie surplus or just not focusing on much in your nutrition, we should be conscious of it. Because we can still be deficient if we're in a calorie surplus or bulking or mean, And it's like I said. So yeah, consider that because... It is something very important for your health, especially, well not even when you're dieting because we we use fibre from fruits and vegetables for digesting our food for just general good digestive health and health as a whole. Next up, sometimes when we're dieting people cut out carbs, so they're like, right, I'm dieting, I can't eat carbs, bread's bad, pasta's bad, I can't eat rice. Carbs aren't bad, carbs aren't the enemy, neither is fats, but carbs are our body's main source of energy. So if we're just going no carb to lose weight and just eating protein and fats, then we're going to not have a lot of energy. Because, like I said, it's our main source, so if we've got no source of carbs, especially around our session, we won't perform as well, we won't feel as well as a whole. And, like I said, we'll lack that energy, so... It's important to not neglect any food groups and that's why we shouldn't have the approach of, right, I'll just cut out this food group when I'm dieting. We should focus on wee small changes that are going to make our diet in a bit of a better spot instead of just cutting something out or eliminating something. So yeah, uh, that's something to bear in mind and carbs are things you get from like things like rice, breads, uh, fruit juices, that sort of thing, oats. Next up is like I said earlier no fats so some people think fat's bad as well that if you eat fat you store it as fat. That's not the case we need fat for a hormone function and it's got other responsibilities it helps us absorb nutrients so again if we're having no fat then we're going to have deficiencies as a result of not being able to absorb nutrients as efficient. And yeah so this is why we should try and have a minimum amount of fat I think 0.3 grams per kilogram is the very minimum we should aim for when we're dieting. Uh, If you are just eating, if you aren't really tracking your fat, usually if you aren't focusing on eating a certain food group, your fat falls around a suitable place so it's nothing to stress about a ton but it's good to just make sure it is in a good spot. So uh, yeah, up after nutrition, some things I'd look at is training. So in terms of, oh sorry, last thing is, this kind of applies to nutrition but just basically dying as a whole. How fast are you losing weight? If you're losing weight at an extremely fast pace then you might have some uh, issues with energy. So if it's not sustainable, if it's really fast you're losing weight, let's say you're just, you're barely eating, then... That can cause issues as well. So just make sure you're doing it at a responsible rate because usually when folk just try and lose it all really, really quickly, they can't stick to it anyway. So it's good to progress, like progress at a slower rate, but keep that progress and reach your goal, but can't maintain it. Which one would you prefer? Probably being able to reach it at a slower rate. So next up, this kind of, yeah, so this can, this one, kind of involves training and nutrition as well when you are like dieting you don't really want to just go for not eating or just training to lose weight because there's pros and cons of each so if you just focus purely on trying to lose weight through eating better you're gonna probably struggle because your calories will have to be really low because you're not doing much activity which burns calories so if you can do activity while you're trying to diet let's say you're you're in the gym four or five days a week that will mean you'll be able to diet on higher food as a result like i said you won't have a lack of carbohydrates you won't have deficiencies and you'll overall feel better and have better energy as a result of that on the other end of things if we're eating how we usually eat let's say we're eating a ton of takeaways and not focusing on improving our diet we've not got good habits in place but we're just trying to lose weight purely off training you can't really outwork a bad diet it's really hard to because you have to do a ton of activity Uh, it's it's a case of utilizing both and focusing on both if you want to make like decent progress and if you're doing purely trying to lose weight off training then you're gonna run yourself into the ground with doing tons of activity because even if you're eating a high amount of calories if you're doing like if you're not losing weight but you're doing let's say 2 hours of cardio a day, or let's say you're doing, this is an exaggeration but 4 hours of like exercise a day, that's not including like just walking, then you're going to feel absolutely knackered. It's not sustainable so that's why we should try and balance both trying to make changes for nutrition but also trying to do activity consistently if we want to make lasting progress when it comes to fat loss or weight loss as a whole. And yeah so that's something to focus on, you don't want to dig yourself in the ground and overdo cardio, overdo your training, it's important to take rest regardless if you're dying or not, because if we don't rest from training we'll have a lot of fatigue which is physical and mental tiredness, what does that do? That stops us performing as well in the gym, what happens when we can't perform as well in the gym? We we aren't as strong, what happens when we aren't as strong? We lose muscle because we can't maintain our same performance as we did before our diet, if you are focused on weight training before that and have a goal of building muscle. So that's something to bear in mind. And yeah, something else is a lack of rest days. So we need rest days to basically drop that fatigue, like I said. So it's important to make sure you're not training like seven days a week because it's not sustainable for one. And we know progress comes from being able to do something week on week, month for month. and sticking to things to an extent, not that we should, not that it's sustainable to diet forever but I think you get the drift, it should be somewhat sustainable to do and yeah so it's important to have rest days like I train five days and I think I think of built muscle doing so I think that's a right thing to say so yeah I really don't recommend just running yourself into the ground and not taking rest because you will not progress as well as you could. And other things you can look at is how is your recovery. So our biggest tool to recover as well as focusing on your nutrition is your sleep. So how is your sleep duration first of all? Is it in a good spot? Is it sporadic? Is it short? These are things we should look at. So ideally if you want to be getting the most out of your sleep this is just This is just if I had to say what's optimal, it's getting between 7 and 9 hours, closer to 9 if you can. The better you can sleep, the better everything in your life will be in terms of your ability to lose body fat, your ability to build muscle, your overall mood on a daily basis, your energy levels, it will all be impacted by sleep. So making sure your duration's in a good spot first of all would be great. After you've checked off that box and your duration is decent, Or if you can't improve your duration at all, you really can't. Let's say you've just had a child and your sleep's all over the place or let's say you work night shift and you physically can't or you're not willing to improve your sleep Uh, duration. Then what you can look at is improving your sleep quality. So just because we're sleeping or just because we're in bed for nine hours doesn't mean we're making the most of that time in bed and we're sleeping the best we can. There's a lot we can do to improve our sleep and as a result, improve how well we recover, improve how well we drop fatigue, and improve how much energy we have. Some things are sleeping in a cooler environment, because we know our body temperature needs to drop to get into a good sleep, and not eating right before bed, and also doing things like making sure our room's nice and dark, and we've not got tons of light exposure, which disrupts our sleep. Things like making sure we're going to bed and waking up at the same time, so that we're in line with our circadian rhythm, Meaning we go to sleep when we're tired, we wake up and we have energy when we wake up and our sleep quality is good because we're in the routine of getting to sleep at that time and waking up at that time. So yeah, yeah, there's tons you can do to focus on sleep quality. If anyone's wanting like an information pack on sleep, have or, I've, or they want to listen to a podcast, then I've got a podcast recorded on sleep and circadian rhythm, which is involved in sleep. And yeah, if you want an information pack on it, just feel free to DM me on Instagram or any other platform and I'll send you it next up something that can impact sleep quality is no carbs around bed so i believe I believe when you have carbohydrates close to bed, the serotonin hormone gets released, which stops uh, cortisol being released or lowers cortisol i believe and helps you get in a relaxed state and as a result you can produce that melatonin you need to sleep well and be nice and relaxed so you sleep good. Because if you're not in a relaxed state, you won't be able to get sleep and stay asleep. So yeah, it's good to have some carbs before your last meal as a result of that. So that's something I recommend doing. And something else to consider is caffeine intake. So if you're having tons of caffeine, that should going to be in that fight or flight state, a state where our heart rate's really high, we're not in a state where we can recover or relax and as a result we'll just be burning ourselves out through that. So it's good to have time before bed where we're not taking caffeine. So ideally, since we know caffeine has a half-life of like around five hours, sometimes less, sometimes more, everyone's individual, that shows us or that tells us we should basically try and wait at least five hours before bed to like, Or kind of not have caffeine five hours before bed. Ideally eight if you can manage it. But again, it's all about trying to improve. So if you're currently having caffeine two hours before bed, can you push it to three? Or simply have less caffeine at that time? It's all about making small changes for the better. Not drastically flipping something on its head that you can't stick to. So yeah... And again, like I said, that will allow us to be in a more relaxed state where we'll recover from our training, we'll digest and utilise our food better, we'll absorb nutrients better, again going back to less deficiencies and more energy as a result. And lastly is stress management. So when we're in a fight or flight state from stress, then we don't recover as well. And we know when we're stressed, we don't produce melatonin, which helps us sleep which means we will not get, as, or melatonin regulates our sleep, sorry. So if we don't produce that melatonin, we're not going to sleep as well. So that's something we should consider and try and manage our stress as a result of that. So some things we can do to manage our stress are things like making sure that we have time to relax, making sure we're not super rushed all the time, and... Just doing things you can do to yeah, not be running about, sprinting about and in like a flustered state all the time. And Some of the best tips, or one of the best tips I have for stress management is just planning your day. If you can plan your day out, you won't be running from task to task overwhelmed because stress is usually caused from being overwhelmed. So that's one of my biggest tips, as well as just taking time to breathe, get off your phone and uh, Like downtime, just time to do nothing because if you're busy all the time, it's like you're constantly on the go, it can can wear you down so yeah, that's a big tip I have Uh, and just doing something you find relaxing and enjoyable, if it's having a hot bath, just chilling, putting some candles on, reading a book, watching something on the TV, that sort of thing, or just going on a nice wee walk a nice uh, slow walk, just anything to put you in a less stressed state will do you wonders in terms of your sleep and your overall mood, quality of life, like I said. And uh, as a result, you'll sleep better and have more energy as a result of that. There's also things you can look into, like supplementation, to help improve sleep quality, to help improve your ability to be in a relaxed state, things like that, to prevent deficiencies from taking place. But I think, like, it's not, it's not worth diving too deep into them because these basics that I've spoke about are more important. It's like, there's no point supplementing with, like, a multivitamin if we're not having any fruit or veg. It's like, aim for the big, the big rocks, the big things we can do now that are very easy to implement before wasting your money on supplements. It's like, supplements are to supplement what you're already doing, hence the name, instead of trying to replace fruit and veg because we probably won't utilise... Like a supplement as well as we do like proper fruit and veg, because we have like what we consume, let's say from food it's we have basically let's say if we want a I'm not sure if this is actually the case, but for vitamin C, but let's say we have vitamin C with the food that has vitamin C in it, we have things that also help absorb vitamin C we're consuming at the same time, whereas a supplement we don't quite have that. So again that's just an example, I'm not sure if that's the case for vitamin C exactly but for other uh, like nutrients I know it is the case. So that's why we should aim to get whole foods first and then uh, to supplement it if you think it can help you. It's like an insurance policy basically but yeah, you can you can, you can also look at things that improve sleep, magnesium, uh, anti-cortisol supplements to put in that relaxed state uh, because tri- uh, regardless of how much you manage your stress and that dieting is a stressor so sometimes you're just in that stress state regardless of nearly everything else and supplementation can help as a result of that and yeah so hope you have enjoyed the podcast and it was quite insightful it helped you with some tips if you are struggling from lack of energy than now and Yeah, hope make sure you give this a like, subscribe, comment, regardless of what platform you're listening on. I appreciate everyone's support on the podcast massively, and I hope everyone has a great week and uh, found it as insightful as I said.